This is On The Radar, episode 136, coming at you always about local national sports and pop culture, but let's get straight to the news here. Rest in peace to baseball, American essayist known for writing about sports baseball. He worked for the New Yorker, was a chief editor for many years. He wrote many of his works of fiction, nonfiction as well. He passed away at 101. His name was Roger Engel. You know, he went to Harvard University, he was a sports journalist. You know, ESPN gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award. He got the Hall of Fame's J.G. Taylor Spink Award. And, yeah, so he wrote lots and lots of things about sports and, in general, just, in, you know, writing about stuff. So it's sad to lose someone in the baseball world, especially someone who profiled everything. Rest in peace to Thailand, Clay Jordan, who passed away to 66 of brief illness. He was on The Survivor in Thailand. Rest in peace to actor John Alley Ward, who passed away at age of 75. He's best known for playing the DNC chairman Barry Goodwin on the West Wing and Dr. Arnold Aspal on ER. He also supplied the voice for Dr. Arnie Megason in Half-Life Episode 2 as well. He passed away at age of 75. The last thing he was in was The Northern Inn and The Way Back. And television-wise, the last thing he was in was a show called Briar Pratch. And he was also in the show Impastor, which I remember watching. And he's also an episode of, of SG-1 being playing President Nadal as well. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Vangelis, the Greek musician who was known for making music for soundtracks for original scores and things that were in top 100. He also made music for the London Olympics, the FIFA as well. And uh, his, he was in Chariots of Fire, his music as well. And about Queen Elizabeth II, and it was just so many different things like Space Oddity, The Bounty. Things. Uh, so he did lots of big time movies like Blade Runner as well. So that was cool. Sports Aid. Just many things. This dude was uh, in producing music for things. Recipes of Barfin Josephine, founder of ICM. He passed away at 95. It was a small personal management company with Captain Kangaroo, this client, and a bunch of other people. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Marnie Schulenberg. Passed away at age of 37. She knows for Allison Stewart on the soap opera as the world turns. Rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to hockey player Sean Shanahan, a left winger who played for the Canadiens, Bruins, the Rockies, and the Cincinnati Stingers. He was undrafted, but also, but then drafted by the WHA. And he played in the 70s. And he caused some controversy in Boston by being the first person after the Hall of Fame or Esposito to wear number seven. He also played also played four games in the World Association, as I mentioned. And he passed away at age of 71, so rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Colin Cantwell, the concept art director known for the films like 2001 A Space Odyssey, and War Games for my families for his initial digital initial concept designs for a number of models for Star Wars vehicle, most notably the X-Wing fighter, the TI fighter, and the Death Star. They were further developed by people like Ralph Mercury and Joe Johnston as well. He passed away at the age of 90. Rest in peace to him. And uh, happy trails in the world of football to punter Sam Koch. He played for the Baltimore Ravens for his whole entire 16-year career to being a six-round pick. He played college football in Nebraska. And he was known for developing many punting variations, revolutionizing his position in the process. He, Now that his career is over, he can say, I won a Super Bowl. I was a one-time pro bowler and a second-team all-pro. 
and he now works for the Ravens as a special teams consultant, which is pretty cool. Playing until you're 39, I could say that's a long career for him. Happy trails to defensive end Jack Crawford, who was actually born in London, an interesting fact. Went to Penn State, was a fifth-round pick, played for Oakland, Dallas, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Arizona. Finished with 18 sacks, 165 total tackles, three forced fumbles, and an interception. Retired 33. So happy trails to Jack Crawford. And in baseball, happy trails to Joe Panic, The former Giant met Jay and Marlon, who was a one-time All-Star and a Gold Glove winner and won the World Series. He the 14 with the Giants. Announced his retirement at the age of 31. I still thought that he had a lot in the tank, but apparently people are like, he's not the world's greatest hitter, and because of that, we don't need utility guys around, he's not going to battle a minor league deal. Happy trails to him. And uh, I wanted to get to this. The NBA announced all defensive first team of Giannis, Mikhail Bridges, Rudy Gobert, Jaron Jackson, and Marcus Smart. My only issue with Gobert and Jaron Jackson and Giannis are three front court players. But they're really three big men, and I know they don't want to just get somebody in each position, but that's usually I thought how it is. And Marcus Smart and Miles Bridges, yeah, that's, I mean, Mikhail Bridges, that's the backcourt. Then Bam Adebayo and Robert Williams and Draymond Green in the frontcourt again. Now, obviously, all three of them are undersized centers and undersized power forwards, so that's not a big deal there. Drew Holiday and Matisse Thibault is the second team, so congratulations to those guys. And then the all-rookie first team went to Scotty Barnes. And Evan Mobley, Kate Cunningham, and Jalen Green, who we all thought were going to be in the race for winning Rookie of the Year, and Franz Wagner. Second team, we got Chris Duarte, who, who like Josh Giddy, missed time with injury, makes sense. But then guys like Herbert Jones and Bones Highland got the opportunity with injuries on their team to showcase their skill. And last but not least, the man from Chicago, Ayo DeSumo, who played lots and lots of important minutes this year as the starting point guard, starting two guard, backup guard primary defender, ball handler, he he showed up big time for the Bulls this year, so it made sense that he was a second all-team. I knew that he was going to make it on there. And um, interesting baseball story. Yankees have cut Jake Stanford for alleged stealing and selling teammates' equipment. So an outfield prospect was cut last Thursday because he stole bats and gloves from teammates and attempted to sell them online. He also apparently pre-hunted teammates for their equipment. Fans also said he accepted their money in advance for the autograph equipment, though he was not able to provide. Of course, he deactivated his Twitter when fans said he was defrauding them. Major League Baseballs were put into aware of the situation. He was a third-round pick of the Yankees in 2019. He has since then joined the Frontier League. So that, I thought, was an interesting story there. Let's get to some football news. As... Dan Olavsky announced he's staying at ESPN but going to be calling some games. Offensive Sean Coleman is going to Chicago Bears. Philip Lindsay's going to the Colts. That's a good move. I know they have a great running back. Jonathan Taylor, that's a good backup. Troy Fagamali's going to the 49ers. And Jessica Connor's going to Arizona. Jesse, linebacker Jesse Connor's going to Arizona. Reggie Robinson is going uh, and and uh, Luther Cricker going to Cleveland. Tariq Cohen, who just... Missed all of last year with the Bears and his free agent torn his Achilles in his rehab. So he's going to be out for another year. Sorry this is happening to Unicur. Very likable player. Maurice, Lindsey, and Chad Mosley have gone to New York. I mean, excuse me, Jaleed Dor- Dorsey. And Ethan Washington has now been a, an, uh, excuse me, Ethan 
Wall has been hired as the 49 as the Jaguars new GM. He's got experience working for Ethan Wall. Yeah. Working with their current GM, Trent Baalke, from being over in San Francisco. Quarterback James Bradbury. If the Giants cut him, he's going to the rival Philadelphia, so that hurts the Giants in both ways. Defensive line Morgan Fox is going to the Chargers, and and is Darnell Moley's going to Cle- Modley's going to Cleveland. Greg Olson announced he's going to be the color commentator in the booth of the Super Bowl. Would obviously Troy Aikman gone on Fox, and if Fox had the Super Bowl, that's good for him. He's really good. And Mitch Hubert has retired 33 years after being the Gators' voice for football, and the, so happy trails to him. And Nick Foles has signed a deal to sign with the Colts, so if Matt Ryan misses time, they got a good backup there. And the in-season Hard Knocks team this year is going to be the Arizona Cardinals, so that's going to be interesting. Cornerback Mike Jocelyn is going to the Giants. Wide receiver Jordan Vasley is going to Vegas. Defensive lineman Brent Ubrium is going to Baltimore. Giovanni Clowney is staying in Cleveland, so that's a good move for them. Tight end Tyler Croft is going to the 49ers, so if George Kittle misses time, they get a veteran tight end who's been there before. And this, this defensive back Jake Rossi is going to Carolina. And tight end, Drop Dana's going to Texans. And an offensive tackle, Aaron Monopay, is going to Washington. And cornerback, Timmy Moreland, is going to, Phil- to Philadelphia. And wide receiver, Jordan Montgomery, is going to Jacksonville. And quickly, get some entertainment. I mean, industry news. They're making a movie about the life of being married to Skip Bayless and his wife. So that's an interesting thing that they're going to do that. Yeah, it's Ben Irvine going to Baltimore. I guess I can't really pronounce names. And Sage Steele, while cover, being at the PGA, got hit by a tee shot. So that unfortunately missing. She's going to miss time as well. And um, it was named with Jack Gersfees because I can't pronounce it. And Darnell Daniel and Aaron Montiero. And Jimmy Moreland has been claimed off waivers by the Eagles. And I mentioned Dean Montgomery going there. Congratulations, Candace Parker, for being the third player in history to record multiple triple-doubles. And I forgot to also mention in the world of baseball, we lost Joe Pigianto. He passed away at the age of 92. The one-time Brooklyn LA Dodger, Kansas City, a San Francisco Giant, and then with the Mets, who he won two World Series with. One, he won one with the Dodgers, and then the other one, he won one with the Mets. He passed away, as I said, at 8 and 92. He was a coach of the Mets, Senators, and Braves. He was from Brooklyn, so it was cool that he played for his hometown team. But two years of military service. And as I mentioned, he won the World Series with the Dodgers as a player and the 59 as a Met. He finished with only 16 home runs, 62 RBIs, and 234 batting average. But again, long Major League Baseball career turned into a long coaching career as well. And he worked under Gil Hodges, working with the Mets. And then it was the Mets bullpen coach. He could Cultivated a vegetable garden in the bullpen and was often out of the field during brand products gating with Mets fans. So he was a fan favorite as well. So unfortunate news that he passed away as well. And um, gets in some basketball news out of the way. And Reggie Bullock has won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Award. Congratulations to him. Tarasi scored 30-plus points, the most ever for someone her age, you know, 39. And then the same guy, Agunawale, scored 30-plus to the 14-year age gap. Janetta Langer has got 500 career rebounds. That's good for her. Gerald Green is joining the big three because he unretired from his, you know, from the... 
from the NBA and he was working as a coach. And then he unretired and helped them win the G League, which I thought was interesting as well. And um, now he's like, I'm going to go to Big 3, prove that I can still play in the NBA. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the woman's name, as I mentioned, it was Jantel Lavender getting those career rebounds. Congratulations to her. The Warriors have now won 200 career postseason games. Congratulations to them. Jay Cole announced he's joining the Canadian Basketball League after playing overseas, so congratulations to him. And interesting statistic, the to never have the number one pick is Indiana, Miami, OKC, Jazz, Denver, the Grizzlies. So it's interesting. They The highest they've ever got was a number two overall pick, so that's that's a pretty impressive thing to not ever get the first round pick I mean the first ever all pick when everyone else is getting them and then some more football news that came under the the headlines here the NFL announced that 2023 and 24 scouting combines will stay at the Colts Lucas Arena Chiefs I mean excuse me Colts have signed former Ravens running back Tyson Williams and the Ravens signed former Bear and, and Denver Broncos cornerback Kyle Fuller Cardinals have signed Darrell Williams a former Chiefs running back and There's some baseball news. We mentioned about the Jake Stanford thing and Joe Panic retiring and the people passing away. Well, Josh Ross had a three-home run game, so congratulations to him. Whit Merrifield has 165 stolen bases, so he's seventh most in Royals history. Congratulations to him. Patrick Carlos Beltran. Albert Pujols now has over 680-something home runs, so congratulations to him. He just hit, like, multiple the other day, and he also pitched in a game and... And just continue to go up there and getting all the statistics that he possibly can. Johnny Cueto is the is Sox history is top three all time for starting his career with the White Sox with a 12 and 0. I mean 12 scoreless innings. Congratulations to him as well. And in the entertainment world, a lot has happened. Rick and Morty is going to get themselves an anime, so that's pretty cool. Glee is streaming on Disney Hulu. Lupita Nyong'o was out at The Lady in the Lake. High School Musical, the musical season four was renewed. And Kyle Mooney, Kate McKinnon, Pete Davidson, and A.D. Bryan are leaving SNL. And if you listen to any of my podcasts from 2019 through 2020 before the pandemic, I went and looked at every single member of the cast of SNL and wrote down what their strengths and weaknesses are and what they were known for. Kate McKinnon is a great impressionist of mostly women. And she can do Justin Bieber and some other men, but it's best when she's playing a woman because she is a woman and there's plenty of men on the cast. Elsa with A.D. Bryant, they make her play a lot of fat women and not shaming her, but that's what she does. But she had missed like some of the seasons, same thing with Kate working on other projects. And I said to myself, if they got to work on other projects, just leave the show completely. The season that Kate, that A.D. missed like half the season, the woman who was replacing her as a fat woman sketches, as soon as A.D. came back, she was nowhere to be found. They let her go after one season. I thought she was really funny. Kyle Mooney took over the Andy Samberg, you know, role of making the weird videos and things like that. But, not, you know, but then Chris Red and Pete Davidson took over making the weird video. So it wasn't always Kyle Mooney. And Kyle Mooney got thrown to the side. And they, he wasn't the greatest impressionist. But he was good at sketch comedy. So missing the sketch comedy and the videos from Kyle. And both AD and Kate, I did tired of seeing them play men, especially when she was playing Ted Cruz. I'm surprised you couldn't get one fat guy on SNL to play Ted Cruz. Pete Davidson, we've been over this. Really funny playing himself on Weekend Updates, doing stand-up comedy. But he would forget his lines. He wouldn't show up all the time. He's 
you know, he wasn't great at sketch comedy and he wasn't great at impressionist. Aaron Rodgers, Djokovic, all these other people he was horrible at. But everyone thought he should have been fired years ago and he's been on there for a very long time. So he beat at all the odds, but he's had his own movie. He's getting his own TV show. He's been in plenty of movies and voicing a show and cartoons. So he's going off to greener pastures because he's young. I'm not sure what's happening with A.D. Bryant if she has her show still and what Kate has been working on or Kyle Mooney, but that's interesting. Tasha Jackson has joined this National Park show with Michaela Manala. Tony Collette and Mark Ruffalo are going in this movie from Bong Joon. And uh, I got to ask my wife, is coming to Fox by Finesse Mitchell, who was just in that show Outmatched that was canceled three, four years ago. Maybe there's a chance for him to get on there. And Thomas Hayden Church is going to be in that Twisted Metal thing, which is pretty interesting. And um, there's going to be more Care Bears from HBO Max as well. And Neve Camel also is joining Thomas Hayden Church in the Twisted Metal show as well. Cynthia Revo and uh, Alina Shaw, they're going to be in this thing. Cat as well. And the Heart Strooper was renewed for season two and three at Netflix. And there are Devils coming back as well. And uh, Barry was renewed for those who are fans of it at HBO Max. Marky Rabo is joining a remake as well. So that's interesting. And Scott Eastwood announced he's going to be back and doing the Fast and Furious, which is good for her because. Good for him, excuse me, because he has been in plenty of big-time movie franchises. I meant I meant to say Mark Garabo's in the Oceans remake. They already did it, you know, once before, but as I said, I guess they want to redo it as well. I don't understand it, but everything nowadays is they, even if they remade something three, four years ago, everyone's trying to do that. But I meant to say that Cynthia Rebo's going to be in the Call Me By Your Name and Norman's producer. And Ali Swalker is also going to be in there. See, I can't pronounce names. Or can I read them? And they announced this will be the last season of Riverdale. That's something I'll get to in a moment. Frank Grill is going to be in this thing called Merciless. And uh, and they canceled the Wonder Twins movie with KJ Apa, which I thought would be one of his big projects after Riverdale. But because of the whole merging of, of the CW and Warner Brothers and stuff with Discovery... That's not going to happen. The Elso spinoff is moving to Paramount Network, for those who are fans of that. Elton John's getting a biopic, which is cool. Channing Tatum's going to be in a new movie as well, because everyone's seeing what he is in this new movie with Sandra Bullock. But he's going to be announced that he's going to be in a new movie. And, uh... So that's interesting. As well, he's going to be in this one and one and the one and only Sparakella, which obviously, as I mentioned, that's something that I'm going to be able to pronounce. They're going to make a Hills reboot at MTV, which I don't know who asked for. Chris Wallace is going to be on HBO. Lizzo and JoJo Siwa are getting doc documentaries on various platforms. I honestly, JoJo Siwa is a child actress. You know, now she's an adult, but like before she was on The Masked Singer, Dance of the Stars. I'd never heard of her and had any interest in her, and she's a child. So I'm like, I'm wondering, I don't really care what their orientation is, what their life is. Lizzo's been a rapper for, I don't know, a couple of years, so that doesn't matter to me. And HQ Trivia, what happened to it, is going to get a documentary CNN. And uh, Eric, Eric Andre show got renewed, so that's good. He's a funny man. 
Sasha Baron Cohen and Mike Judge and Greg Daniels are working on an animated project. That's cool because Greg Daniels and Mike Judge are famous for making good cartoons. Drew and Moore and Sandra Oh are going to be in this thing as well. And uh, Scott Eastwood and Robert Dostey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so, and Margaret, uh, and as I mentioned, Senator O are going to be in this thing called Stone Mattress as well. Oh, John Guzamol and Scott Eastwood are going to be in this new product as well because, uh, you know, John Guzamol is one of the most underrated actors, so anything that he's in is pretty cool. Yes. Jamie Foxx and Robert De Niro and all these people are joining the cast of this thing called The Tin Soldier. So that's pretty cool. Taron Killam's got a new product called The Rain. J.K. Simmons is going to be from Iron Man from New Jersey. Janelle James from Abbott Elementary is going to be hosting a game show called The Final Straw. So that's cool that outside of that TV show, she's getting opportunities. Endeavor prequels are not the prequel series is done after nine seasons for the fans of that. And Sirius XM Radio is bought. Team Coco, so Kona's still going to do stuff, but they're still going to have some, you know, leeway over what's doing that as well, and, uh, and Samuel Jackson is joining Chris Pass in the Alcon Entertainment called Garfield, CSI Vegas added three people to regulars for season two for those who are fans of that, and John Lucas joins Kristen Wiig in Miss American Pie comedy series. Rita Moreno, Moreno excuse me, is going to play Dominic Toretto's grandmother, so more casting in that show. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne to star in drama, Frank and Lewis. And um, as I mentioned, Riverdale's final season. The time jump, that helped them with the actors who looked like they were in their 20s, but they were playing high schoolers. So that was something that was understood that they were going to do that. I watched the five-episode event as well, and... Yeah, I meant to write Ricky Martin to lead Apple TV show Mrs. American Pie. That was a thing I couldn't read. And I will get to it once the season of SWAT ends. But the woman who played Christopher Alonzo, she's going to be leaving. So that's where I'm a little bit annoyed. That she's leaving the show and she's had a big role in that show. But yeah, as I mentioned Riverdale, they did the time jump. They did the five episode like Twilight Zone-esque type of thing. Where I felt that was interesting. And I forgot to mention Justin Thomas has won the PGA Championship. So congratulations to him. But as I was getting at it, was with Riverdale. And I was saying to myself, like, at some point, that and Flash, which have been the two long-running programs that ma- that are in the importance of, like, the youth demographic. Like, high school, college-age kids. Not, you know, your grown adults who are over the age of 25 and up. Those, that's, those two shows, both of them are not going to be on until, like, next year, next calendar year. I'm at, correction here, 1,500 career rebounds for Gentel Lavinger, not 500. And so what I'm getting at is that Riverdale and Flash, I thought they would go 10 years. But Riverdale, they're just like, nah, it's okay that that is going to be the end of the run. You know, I thought it would be a 10-year run, but of course, not everything gets to be 10 years. I thought Flash would be a 10-year, but it looks like... Obviously, there's no but official word that next season, number nine, is going to be the last or it's going to be shortened. But Riverdale with seven. I was like, I thought Riverdale can go ten seasons and flash. Obviously, the Riverdale universe that they were trying to build 
was canceled because Katie Keene supposedly didn't do well in the playback numbers on Netflix, even though at one point Netflix stopped doing that for a bit with the licensing, so I thought it was stupid. And it was a pretty well-written show. And then when CW was in automatic renewal mode, they renewed every show, no matter how bad they were. They canceled Katie Keene, which was a really good show, pushed Black Lightning out of the way, and they canceled the show about the town that becomes their own country. That that show was good. I had Lucas Mitchell in there, and it was a pretty good show. And again, I thought that one, because it was a summer show, you know, spring-summer show, that would stay on the air. But I'm wrong. It's only like a few shows that have been canceled after one year on the CW. I've been right about the 4400 and Naomi. But the reason why I wrote that I don't think 4400 Naomi would have been canceled this year was because I those thought CW was in that automatic renewal phase, which they no longer are in as they were clearing house with all the remakes and all the other stuff. But Supernatural is getting their own night. All-American is getting their own night, which I'm fine with All-American being the quality program it is and All-American Homecoming the quality spinoff it is. Like the 911s or the FBI's or the Law and Orders or the NCIS's and Chicago shows, you make a whole night for them because that's the best shows. Those like your your lead shows. Flash and Arrow were the lead shows and and Supernatural at the time, so they had their own thing. But what they're going to do is have the Walker remake and the Walker prequel on the same night, and they're going to do you know non-original you know non-scripted programming you know Friday nights and Saturday nights, and they're going to show the rights to other shows, let's say from Canada. This fall and Sunday night. I was like, so I'm glad that the quarter's coming back. But it's not one of those shows where I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so happy that it's on. Because Flash and Riverdale and Nancy Drew, which again, it may not be a direct spinoff of Riverdale. But it's again, the Archie comics, Nancy Drew, the Hardy Boys, all of those things are all similar in the universe to each other. And you would think Nancy Drew, after being a very popular show, season one, where they gave him a backload of episodes, they renewed it then they weren't able to have a full 22-episode season, so they had season two with the finished season one, and everything was good, and then this year they rushed it out the door for a load of crap, and then, you know, you run out of stuff that's quality on the air, and, and CW has a bunch of clutter on the air. Those three, Flash River and Nancy Drew, should be given more respect. Stargirl, which is supposed to be a summer show, is going to be in the fall, which I don't like because there are certain shows, like cable shows, like TNT and Turner, they're a cable station. The FXFXX Network and AMC with Better Call Soul when it's been on the air. And Comedy Central. There's certain shows that you're accustomed to that are cable that are on in the spring and the summer because there's room for them. In the summer, there's plenty of room to show what you want because most of the time it shows reality shows, competition shows, game shows, things like that. And as I mentioned, there's going to be two things on Sunday nights going forward in the... Well, the corner is moving to Sunday night with the Family Law. That's the show with Jewel State and Victor Garber. And I mentioned Friday nights is Penn and Twiller, Whose Line Is Anyway. Saturday nights is Magic with the Stars and World's Funniest Animals. Again, CW wants to be seven nights, but they don't want to be three hours, which is stupid. And then I mentioned Thursday night is be Walker and the Walker spinoff. And Wednesday night, Stargirl is going to be leading Kung Fu instead of Flash. And this Kung Fu show, probably the only show that got renewed out of all the shows, and I went, Really? So in one of the remakes, like they're getting rid of all the remakes except for Walker because all the people don't know what the original Walker Texas Ranger show where movies are and they just love Jared Padalecki. And Tuesday nights, they're having the Winchesters, which is the, a prequel to Supernatural, and they have the show called The Professionals. Again, prequel to a show that had really famous people in it like Padalecki. Professionals 
though, is a show that has Tom Welling who plays Superman. So that's going to be cool. And it's got Brandon Fraser from The Mummy, Looney Tunes back in action, you know, Doom Patrol. He's in all these great things. So I'm up for that. But I'm not up for, let's take the new Walker uh, spinoff, which is the prequel. Let's take the new Supernatural prequel spinoff and bump Flash, Riverdale, Nancy Drew, all them to the next season. And again, Mondays is All-American Night, which is fine by me. It never made sense that it was either Batwoman or Black Lightning just because they were black. It was really stupid there. And the CW, as I mentioned, they're shrinking their fall comedy block because they canceled Be Positive, which I told you many times on this podcast. When you change the premise of the show and recast new people and the show's not even about the main guy anymore, you know there are problems. And season two of United States of Val was better writing. They were getting their foot together. So that's where I'm like, you know, if you renew United States of Val and added a new sitcom and you got Young Sheldon, and Ghost, and those, and United States of another one, cool, 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 but I was like, okay, you cancel both, and even when this is how we roll, it was a nice family, clever, you know, nice feeling, like, it was like, you know, I get it, it wasn't like the greatest show, but it was like, cool, this is how we roll was just nice, like, it had this nice feeling to them, and you're like, cool, I was like, I know it's gonna get canceled, because it's not a great show, and CBS is known to act shows after four episodes, not even five sometimes, and that would have been okay with me, but because of that, they're like, well, we've got all these new things. So, Neighborhood and Abishola, they're still there. They're leading the way on Monday nights still with two of the NCAS shows. Tuesday nights, well, with the FBI, that's what I mentioned last week, they got a two-year two renewal. And Wednesday nights is going to be the is a waste of time. It's going to be Survivor and The Amazing Race and this thing called The Real Love Boat. So, every Wednesday night, they the last couple of years, they show... One or two competition reality shows, and then they show a real thing. They've had SWAT, SEAL Team, you name it. You know, something re, you know scripted has been on there, but now it's not. Thursday night, Young Sheldon and Ghost are going to be on as the only two sitcoms, and they have this new one-hour show called So Help Me, Todd, and CSI Vegas, which started this year on Tuesday, you know, excuse me, on like Monday or like Thursday or whatever. There was no room for it. They're like, it's going to be... A new time period at thir- on Thursday nights as the lead as the last thing with Bull ending its run and SWAT after being I said a Tuesday Wednesday Thursday show Friday to back to Sunday it's gonna be Friday nights with the new show Fire Country before Blue Bloods so that's fine a Fire Country is a procedural cop show like Blue Bloods and SWAT makes sense so help me Todd I don't know how it relates to CSI Vegas but that's another story. And again, Sunday nights will always be 60 minutes no matter what. They got the Equalizers thing in there because it seems like the time frame. And they got a new show called East New York and the other NC Los, NCSS, Los Angeles. But because they moved, they moved the time period for that to be because of the 60 minutes has to be on every single time. Then they're going to have something on later, which is fine by me. doesn't really matter to me what they're doing there. But CSI Vegas again. It's a remake, spinoff, whatever you want to call it. That show, because it got renewed and they had it where it was, which is, excuse me, yeah, it was on a Wednesday night. They're just like, we're going to move it to a different spot. But yeah, that's really what it is, is. The biggest news is CBS is they're only having two sitcoms Thursday night, which are two of the three best sitcoms. NBC announced they're going to only have two sitcoms after the mistake of having none last year, but only two despite renewing three new ones. 
they're going to be on Friday nights, and ABC is still going to give you your usual amount of sitcoms on Tuesday and Wednesday, so don't worry. And on Fox, because there is no football, there hasn't been announced what they're doing, but if they're really smart, they would come up, uh, uh, greenlit some new pilots so that it's not just Welcome to Flatch and Call Me Cat in the second half of the television schedule. At some point this fall, you should use one of those hours on Thursday to show sitcoms and the other one to show a live action show. But if you want to use that time to show a Gordon Ramsay show, fine. But as long as you're trying to figure out sitcoms, because I thought CBS was a leading factor in sitcoms. Nope, they're not. Because if it's Ghost and Young Sheldon in the neighborhood and then Bobbitt's have a show, which I'm hoping CBS can finally get through their brains that you need to cancel this show, clear the way for something else. It's not like CBS is not going to get another show. They're probably going to wait till the to the to the springtime, you know, winter springtime, to put in new sitcoms. And NBC may put in new sitcoms with the other two, but you may never know there. So, again, thanks for listening to episode 136. As always, this podcast is about local and national sports and pop culture. Rest in peace to everybody who passed away. Happy trails to everybody who retired, anybody who's sick and recovering. Hopefully everyone is better. You can always get my podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get it. This is episode 136 on the Radar Entertainment blog or Radar 4428 on Blogger. Follow me on Twitter, Radar 4428. Subscribe to the YouTube page on the Radar for movie reviews and baseball observations. And on the Radar, media.com is my website. Thanks for listening to episode 136. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.